Is up fellow hoops fans we are back for another episode of the last shot nba show brought to you by our good friends at topsport.com.au now today we are going to be talking all things philadelphia 76ers and to do that we've brought in a very special guest the big dog on the philadelphia 76ers beat from the philadelphia inquirer keith pompey keith how are you sir Hey, I'm doing well, man. Long time no see. How you been? I, I've been good. I've been good. It is a long time. I haven't seen you since maybe about uh, 2019, I think. But it, it's good to see you again. We're going to be talking all things 76ers today. Um, now, Keith, of course, we are Australian. There's a very prominent Australian on the Philadelphia 76ers right now that is in the headlines. We are going to talk Ben Simmons. Um, I saw yesterday he's now been fined for missing the team's current road trip so the fines are back in uh, in action uh what's the latest there keith on, on the ben simmons situation you know it, it's a tough situation like you said the, the the fines are back you know it's one of those things where no one at least no one sane expects ben simmons to you know play for the sixers again especially after the way he's been fined i mean he hasn't really practiced with the team i mean he's getting treatment he's doing individual stuff but in regards to trading them, you know, it's kind of like stalled. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where the 76ers are still holding out for an all-star type player, someone who can help them get to a championship. Well, they're not seeing that right now, especially not with the back and forth between him and the 76ers. So maybe after December the 15th, they may get something. But, you know, right now, I think that, the more that Ben gets fined, the more that he refuses to do something, the, the more that they come down on him. You know, I, I think all that does is lower his draft, I mean, excuse me, his trade stock, like lower and lower. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. And and the thing is, normally with Daryl Morey, he's always been pretty shrewd in the way that he goes about trades and always trying to, you know, get the maximum value. And, and I understand that's what he's trying to do now. But like you said, there's... No one really offering that out there at the moment. And a player is only worth what someone is willing to pay for them, or in this case, willing to trade for them. And if there's no trades out there, and I know Daryl Morey said earlier in the season, you know, they're willing to sit him out for the remainder of his contract if, if you know, need be, which is never going to happen. But, you know, how much is this on Daryl Morey and how much of this, the blame, I mean, is on Ben Simmons right now, Keith? I think it's 50-50, man. I, I really do. You know, I, I think that, you know, some people are going to look at Ben Simmons and say, you know, how dare you? How dare you? You're making, you know, 33 million U.S., you know, to play, to, to shoot a basketball this season. And, you know, you, you, you're going to make 177 million U.S. and you don't want to play. You know, how dare you? But, you know, I, I think that the, the thing is, this guy has told them that he didn't want to be there. Right. And I think that even though he struggled during the playoffs and but um, and, and, you know, people in Philly don't love him. You've been to Philadelphia. You know how those fans are. Right. Yeah. Yep. So the people there, the people there hate him. I, I know that's a strong word, but it's true. There was still some trade value for Ben Simmons. And I feel like the 76ers, you know, they looked at him 
as if he was the second coming of Steph Curry, as if he was Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and they were trying to ask for a little bit too much. And with that, with that said, it turned some teams off. So I feel like the window to get something of value kind of sort of passed them by. And, you know, Ben Simmons told them in August that he wasn't coming back. And I think the people in Australia know how Ben is. If he says he's not going to do something, he's not going to do it. And I think that that's where the blame goes to the 76ers, you know, um, you know, doing this. But him, you know, you you can't do some of the things that he did in regards to, you know, being um, not engaged in practice, you know, all these other things. But at the same time, when you look at guys who wanted to get traded, they were disrupted as disruptive as well. So, you know, it's one of those things where I think you have to put the onus on both people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the guys that wanted to get traded, you mentioned they were disruptive. I think they had a little bit more cachet to sort of be able to pull that off. And and I'm not saying that Simmons is not a Mm -hmm. big name or, you know, obviously he is, you know, up there. But like guys like Harden, you know, it was a little bit of a different situation. Um, And the thing is, if you want to bring a guy's trade value up, you know, if Ben wants to get traded to a a top team or a team of his choice, he's got to play and show that he's, you know, uh, one, worked on his shot in the offseason um, and he's still that quality player that we know that he is. And if the Sixers want to get more back in return for him, obviously they need to play him to showcase him as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah. well, no, I, I don't think so. I, I don't. Okay. You know, you want to know why? So you've been, I mean, you, you've known of Ben Simmons before I have, right? You, yeah. You knew the type of player he was. You know the type of player he is now, right? So... You know, Ben Simmons is the type of guy in the regular season, he gets out and he runs. He gets a lot of transition, breakaway dunks. You know, he he's a stiff defender. No one can get by him. He's an all-star. I mean, that's just what he is. Right. The thing is, you know that. But in the playoff, in the postseason, is when he struggles. That's when it becomes more of a half-court game. Yeah. That's when, you know, people are, are – doing hack a bend and all that other stuff. So I think that right now, although everyone wants to say he has to get out there and play, I think the majority of the executives out there know exactly what they're going to get from him. The true test for Ben Simmons is not going to come until they play not the first round of playoffs, but the second round of the playoffs against stiff competition. Yeah, uh, look, and to be honest, I've been saying this for a couple of seasons now. I just didn't see that Embiid and Simmons, you know, pairing work. Like, I thought last year the Sixers did a good job of adding some more shooters, you know, around these guys. But I just never thought that pairing would gel. Um, and, and even here in Australia now, you, you touched on it a little bit that we know who Simmons is and, you know, what kind of player he is. I've even noticed, like, a little bit of more backlash towards him now. Like if you speak to people, it's sort of like 50-50 in terms of people that still support him and people that are thinking he's acting like a petulant child at the moment. He had a uh, a well-known NBA fan, a celebrity come to his defense. Nick Kyrgios um, had a nice little quote the other day. He said, you want the fans to enjoy what you give to the game. And I just don't think the city of Philly are enjoying that. He wants to go somewhere where he's going to play hard every night. That's what Nick Kyrgios said um, what's the reaction from the Philly fans? You know, what, what's the sense in the city at the moment, Keith? Uh, for Ben? I yeah. mean, like like I said, uh, you know, I hate using that word, but um, 
it's a strong distaste for Ben Simmons right now. I mean, before it was split, you know, there were certain people who said, oh, man, you know, Ben can't shoot. Oh, Ben doesn't do this. And there were other people who were, they called him Ben apologists. Like, they, like, give him time, look at what he does, look at his athleticism, 6'10", able to play all these positions, guard all these positions. He's going to be great. Well, those people have turned to the other side. Hmm. I mean, it's to a point where, you know, I know, you, you know, you're back home, but it's to a point where, you know, outside of the games, they have people selling T-shirts, you know, of Ben. And they're buying them up left and right and taking them in the game and wearing them. And some of them are distasteful. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, the, the fan base, Philly fans are, are, are tough. You know, they, they like blue collar type of uh, players, guys who are going to, you know, dive on the floor, do whatever they can. And right about now, they're looking at Ben Simmons as like public enemy number one. They just don't want him in a Sixers uniform and they don't want him to come back. Well, it's it, it's tough to hear, you know, as a, as a guy that's sort of, you know, seen Ben Simmons come up, you know, from a, a junior to now. It's tough to hear those sorts of things. Um, you mentioned December 15. So do you think we'll see a resolution to this before December 15 or is this going to drag out a little bit longer? You know, I'd be shocked if we saw one before uh, December 15th. The only how I can see one before then is as the Sixers can, you know, they lost four straight games right now. Um, you know, they'll probably lose six the next two games. So they'll have a six game losing streak. I think if the bottom falls out, then all of a sudden the Sixers may think like, hey, we just may need to get some people mm. in here. That's going to help us. If not, you know, I, I feel as if that is going to is, is going to wait a while, because I think that, you know, here's the thing. People don't understand this. You know, Ben Simmons was, um, you know, the, the former regime's draft pick. Right. Mm. So it's one of those things, once Daryl Morey and them make this trade, you know, then all of a sudden they become on the clock in regards to, okay, you brought this guy in, it didn't work out. So I think what they're trying to do is to make sure that they bring in the best possible pieces to help the Sixers win a, win a championship, and, and they're willing to wait. But, you know, if this season falls apart, um, you know, I, I think it could happen rather sooner than later. I don't know if it will be before December the 15th, but I think, you know, it will be before the trade deadline, uh, uh, of course. Well, you mentioned the Sixers lost four in a row. Um, a week ago, we were talking, you know, they're currently eight and six, seventh in the Eastern Conference at the moment. A week ago, we were talking about how well they were playing without Ben Simmons and do they really need Ben Simmons. Um, what's gone wrong over the last four games? Well, Joel Embiid hasn't played. You know, I mean, when, when you look at the 76ers, you know, they had two all-stars, two franchise players. You know, when you lose one um, and you have a lot of shooters around Joel, you know, you can steal a couple wins. But then also when you lose both of them, that's when you really have a problem. You know, because, you know, right now when you look at it in the perimeter, you know, Ben Simmons and Matisse uh, Thibel, um, and another guy who played for the Australian national team, Yep. You know, we're two quality defenders. Man, what y'all doing with all these Australians, right? <laughs> so, so, so he, he was he, – he's the two quality defenders. Now, all three of them are out. So now you can't make any stops. And then Joel always draws a double team. So now he's not playing. So people are able to guard the perimeter easier. 
So I think that's what's happening. And 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 I have to be honest with you, the 76ers, when they were eight and two, they they defeated one good team mm. in the Chicago and the Chicago Bears. I mean Bulls, I'm sorry. I'm getting my sports yeah, mixed up. Getting the sports mixed but, up. <laughs> but but that was the only good team that they defeated during yeah. that stretch. So, you know, the schedule was a little easy. You mentioned Matisse. I was actually joking about Matisse last week, and I said he should be the uh, Australian Minister for Defence. He's so good. Um, we, we love him down here and what he brings. Um, I wanted to ask you about surprise players on the Sixers this year. Who's really you know stood out to you most? You know, okay, I, I would have to say a guy who's uh, subbing in for Ben right now, and, and that's Tyrese Maxey. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, before it came out, you looked at Tyrese and you said, you know, he's great for the second unit. You know, he's a guy who would come in. He can score some points. You know, a lot of people get excited by that. Um, but I don't know if he can run an offense, yeah. you know, yeah. as as far as, you know, with Joel and them. And, and right now um, he has scored uh, double figures in 10 consecutive games. You know, he scored a, a, a total of 88 points in his last three games. I mean, he's been playing well. He's been playing big. So, he has been the biggest surprise for me, you know, amongst all the Sixers. I wanted to ask you your thoughts on Korkmaz, actually, because I thought he started the season pretty well. Um, you know, he's adding a little bit more shooting to the team. He looked really, you know, a lot more confident playing more minutes per night this season than I believe he ever has. Um, he's hit a bit of a slump the last couple of games. Doc Rivers has said, look, shooters go through that sort of stuff. You know, it's nothing to be concerned about. Uh, what do you see from Korkmaz this season? You know, I, I think... Again, I, I think, like, uh, I agree with you. Like, early on, you know, he showed us more. Like, before, you know, Cork Miles was a guy that you thought, oh, he's just a catch-and-shoot guy in the corner. You know, he can't create for himself. Well, he displayed that he that he, that he he can. You know, I, I think the biggest problem now is he's one of those guys who are suffering from, you know, teams, like, really focusing in on him because Joel isn't on the floor. You know what I mean? Um, but – you know, Doc is right. Guys go through that. But, you know, there comes a point where, you know, I, I just think that teams are devising certain tactics for him and he's not getting it going. You know, and then also he's he, and with that, like led to him, I think, a little bit thinking a little bit too much. Should I shoot it? Should I not? So he's going through those two things. But I honestly think the not being able to play with MB has really impacted his game because, the last couple games that MB played, you know, Ferk was lighting it up for the 76ers. Hmm. Well, you mentioned that uh, they've got a tough little stretch coming up. They've got a road stretch now. Utah, Denver, Portland, Sacramento, and Golden State for the 76ers. Keith, uh, what do you expect to see from them moving forward? Well, the rest of this stretch, I expect them to go at best two and three. Hmm. I mean, at best. You know, I, I think that they're going to have a tough time tonight against Utah. Another Australian, right? So I think I, I think I think they're going to have a tough time tonight against um, Joe and the crew, right? Um, and then I think that they're going to have a, a they're going to have a tougher time when they go to Denver, right? Now I, I believe that they could possibly still um, uh, both of those games against the Portland Trail Blazers. And the Sacramento Kings, but I think that they're going to get embarrassed. I shouldn't say that, but I think they could get embarrassed against uh, the Golden State Warriors when they played them um, the day before Thanksgiving. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a tough stretch coming up, and especially with all these guys being out at the moment, it's going to make it even tougher. Look, Keith, we know you're a busy man. You're on the road. You're actually in Utah at the moment, I believe. Yeah? Yes. Yes, all right. Well, it's a game day too, so we will let you go. Uh, before we go, we're going to take a look at – there's only three games on the schedule today. Uh, we've got – the Warriors and the Nets. Uh, the Nets are a dollar seventy favorite. Warriors two twenty four. The lines at three. Totals at two twenty two. Uh, Keith, what's your prediction on this game? That's a good one. Um, I, I think I'm gonna go with Brooklyn just because the game is in Brooklyn, right? I, I think that that's happening. And then there's also um, when I look at it, there's a you know KD played for the Warriors. You know he left because. You know, he, he wanted to be the man, so to speak. He wanted his own identity. Um, so I, I look at him as one of those guys that gets up for that game whenever he plays Golden State. So I, I look at Brooklyn winning that game. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Brooklyn's going to win it. Next game, we've got the 76ers at the Jazz. The Jazz, big favorites in this one, $1.23. Philadelphia, 440. Lines at 10. The total's at 216.5. Keith, You've already said that the uh, 76ers are going to lose, and I know you do this on Twitter quite a bit, but we're going to ask you for an exact score like you do on Twitter as well. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Yep. Um, I, I think that Utah will probably win 123 to like one, 113. 123 to 113. Okay, I'm not as good with the exact scores, so I'm just going to go jazz in an easy win on this one here. And the final game for today, we've got the Spurs at the Clippers. Clippers favorites, $1.34. Spurs, $3.45. The line is at eight. Total is at 220. Keith, I'm going with the Clippers at home on this one. Yeah, yeah, me, me too. I, I wanted to, you know, switch it up and say, okay, I want to see one upset, <laughs> right? But I, I don't know about that one. I, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I think the favorites are going to win today. Keith, thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure to, uh, to t chat hoops with you. Uh, hopefully next time we get to do it in person. But if not, uh, I would love to have you on the show again this season. And, uh, you know, uh, good luck for the rest of the season because it could be a tough one for the Sixers. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one for the Sixers. But, but, um, but hey, man, it, I appreciate you having me on your podcast. And um, I, it's really great seeing you, man. Really great seeing you. Likewise. Thank you very much to Keith Pompey. That's all we've got time for in today's show. We'll be back on Friday morning with old mate BK. Please make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, stay up to date with all our content, and we'll see you on Friday.